All right. Okay, here we go. We got a lot to get to. I'm Wilson. This is Dear Tony. Uh, the podcast where we... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do we do? I guess we talk about AEW. I'm going to do some other stuff here soon. I've convinced my wife to watch a wrestling match with me and and she does not like wrestling and we'll find out uh, how that goes and what she thinks about it i just want to hear her hate on it really probably at the end of the day um she's uh hesitant to be recorded but uh that might be fun in a way maybe and i'm definitely going to now Soon, mic stand is finally operational. Got my little piece that I needed that I had been missing. Uh, and I can type away, I think, without it maybe picking up just a little bit. Uh, we'll do some uh, advice stuff going on Reddit and answering people's uh, questions. And I enjoy that. And we will do that. So I wanted to start off. Uh, I hope I say his name right, because I've never actually said it. I've only ever read it. Rick Sky uh, was someone who had a website called Online Onslaught back in the day. And uh, I found out that he passed away. And it hit me a little harder than I thought it would. Uh, he was part of that group with Scott Keith and CRZ. And if, I guess you're... Older, I don't think I'm that old. <laughs> a wrestling fan that was online in the 90s, you would know these guys. Uh, and me being just a touch younger, I was uh, uh, really like uh, thinking about it, and uh, it made me sad. I'm sad he's gone. And it was those guys, you know, the Scott Keiths and the CRZs and the Rick Skies and Hyatts and all that. They uh, made me want to talk and write about wrestling and uh, find other people that wanted to do that. It's probably why we're doing this. I was wondering the prior, why, uh, why am I doing this? And I think just at the end of the day, especially now, everything seems to be niche with the internet and a million channels and a million things to like and a million things to watch and read. And I think people, I do believe people are much lonelier uh, now and they still need that community and they find their little groups online now. Sometimes that's bad, uh, but sometimes it's good. And uh, being online back then was definitely wild. And uh, I, you know, it's it, I liked to write, and because of those guys, I went, "Oh, you're writing about wrestling? That's a that's something that people would read." And I wrote for Four Eleven, which don't look it up; it's bad. You can tell I'm a teenager that I'm maybe seventeen or sixteen. Uh, I think I lied and said I was in my early twenties. Uh, I wrote stuff that got put up on the CRZ site. Again, also probably bad. 
slash wrestling it was called. I think it's still up. Please don't find this stuff. I don't even know what name I went under, but it's it's bad. It's I'm angsty, of course, edgy. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Rick Sky uh, always seemed to be pleasant. Uh, enjoyed his writing. Enjoyed his web various websites and work over the years, and that's too bad. And uh, yeah. I uh, hope uh, hope everybody else in his family is doing all right. Uh, now, now to something completely different. Uh, Dave, uh, Dave Mills. <laughs> I'm getting way ahead of myself. Tony Khan did a uh, a media call for the Ring of Honor pay per view in the Blood and Guts. And since there was some stuff in there, I decided to take some notes and kind of talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. And then some ratings. And then we'll recap Dynamite. And I don't know what else. We're just flying by the seat of our pants. Is that a thing? I'm having a lot of trouble talking today and last night. I tried to do this last night. And it didn't go so well. I just stopped after 15 minutes. Uh, I was very tired. I'd done about two hours with Larry on the Workers Club pod, our little book club podcast. Uh, and uh, so check that out. And uh, we're backlogged. So I believe it's getting better. That's a good thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, we did about two hours. I was, I was, I was beat. And uh, I couldn't string together thoughts. But now I'm going to try. So, Tony Khan media call. Here we go. All right. Are we ready for lackluster responses from Tony Khan where he, you know, kind of ponders and goes, yeah, sure. Which right out of the gate, the first question is, hey, uh, you know, WBD, WBD, do they want more pay-per-views? Could Blood and Guts be its own pay-per-view? And Tony says, sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. There you go. The next question uh, was uh, irksome. Uh, it was a question about Athena and Willow and their feud and how it affects the women's division in AEW. And yeah, I, I was irksome in two ways. Uh, one, stop asking Tony Khan questions where it involves him recapping storylines because once he gets going, he's not going to stop and he's going to cover every little angle and his thoughts on the match. And that it, it's just like turning on a robot <laughs> and it's brutal to listen to. And the other thing that bothered me was you know, the WWE does these also, these kind of like little, they have these little fake press conferences, right? And granted, they're not going to have somebody ask questions where, you know, I guess credit to Tony Khan, he puts himself somewhat in the line of fire where very often on these calls, he gets asked about the women's division to the point that he has to book a, a women's match, even though, you don't need don't need one. Maybe it doesn't make sense to have one, but he'll put it on there 
and then he just gets heat for you know kind of almost just doing it he can't win either way uh but wwe that definitely when one person asked the wwe like this thing like athena and willow and how it affects like the women's division what's it doing for the women's division it's it's just a feud you know it's a feud with two wrestlers you know is anybody asking paul Levesque? like <laughs> so chelsea green and sonia deville them being women's tag team champions how does that affect the women's division you know do they ever get any questions about the women's division which i'm sorry the wwe women's division is awful it's it's awful uh it's 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 back burner and the only thing saving it are the mutants that are all in a froth over either Rhea or Bianca Belair. Uh, it's it's not like any storylines are that like what the Rhea Charlotte thing. It's okay. It's fine. Saying that, I mean, I couldn't tell you right now any significant uh, storyline. And he talks about that right now. Right now, he's the the women's division is kind of crippled a little bit by injuries. Um, but he goes through it and he's like, yeah, he thinks it's tremendous. That's Tony's thing. And he gets asked about women's blood and guts. And he said, you know, uh, he's kind of hesitant because uh, there were a lot of injuries in the women's division. And he shouts out Pen Pen Penelope Ford and uh, the bunny saying, you know, they, they've done a lot of uh, hardcore matches and uh, they've been injured because of that. And so he's very hesitant to throw a lot of top star uh, AEW women because he doesn't want them to get injured. And he brings up Santana, who he's like, he's has not wrestled since the last Blood and Guts. Uh, it's all fair, understandable. Uh, he somebody brings up the banned move list, banned uh, regulation, or you know, just general ban list, uh, regulation list that was kind of floating around. Um, Tony Khan said that, you know, they've kind of had informal regulations. Nothing is really written up. Uh, he takes safety seriously. And uh, that's it, really, other than saying, yeah, yeah, he saw the list. Uh, he, there's nothing quite as formal as that. He's, you know, somebody does know who wrote it all out or who, who got what information. He's asked about Koto Ibushi's future. He calls Koto Ibushi the cherry on top of the great ice cream sundae that we've been putting together. Okay. And he just says, yeah, he'd love to see Koto Ibushi more. He's never going to lose. Dave Meltzer writes in, and come on, Dave, show up. You're better than that. Get on the call. Dave Meltzer writes in, what's he doing? Dave, what are you doing? You're on Twitter. That's what you're doing. I promise you, if I looked up at the timeline of when this call was taking place, he was arguing with somebody on Twitter. Uh, Dave wants to know, what's the optimum number of pay-per-views uh, in Tony's mind? And how is he going to watch all in? <laughs> and uh, Tony says, all this information is going to come soon about all in. Soon he's going to announce what the deal is now. I think that day or around that day, uh, Andrew Zarian 
had reported that he had heard that all is going to be a pay-per-view and that there, he speculated it could be maybe a bundle thing that would be offered as well. So you get all in and you get all out for a certain price. Um, that's what he heard. Uh, I've read and things that say, you know, they could do live streaming on HBO Max, but now the Max thing is a completely new uh, app. App. I'm not a tech guy, but they don't have that, those capabilities on, on Max. Uh, so who knows? He says soon. And he uh, then moves into uh, the... Uh, he talks about a little bit of the all-in and that the date, you know, being in London, the end of summer... That was all by design. He knew. He's known all along. He was doing this. He's had this in his mind, and he's been planning this for a long time. Uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, he's talking to various partners. He, they, you know, he's working with his television partners. It's all these moving parts, but he's very excited because, you know, it's going to be airing at prime time in the UK and in the early afternoon in the US and uh, he's, he's very excited. He thinks that there's going to be a lot of people watching that show. And uh, then he says, I, he wants Dave on the line. He wants to know why Dave isn't on the line to discuss the uh, pay-per-view question. You know, and he says that the number of pay-per-views for AEW always is evolving. And he puts Dave over as a hysteria, a historian. And, uh, he says, looking at history, anybody that's ever expanded their pay-per-view schedule, generally, it's been viewed as a positive, and it's been more money in the, the person's pocket, which is, he's correct. Uh, the majority of times that people have added more pay-per-views at certain levels, they, it's been good. Or even Ray's Dave has talked about this. If you raise the price of pay-per-views, people go, nobody's going to pay that, and then they just make more money, and the people do pay it. Because you're catering to the people that want to buy those shows and they're willing to part with their dollar because they are big fans if they're buying it in the first place. Uh, he gets asked the question of who's facing Claudio, which we've now found out is Pac. But uh, he talks about the card, the Ring of Honor card a little bit. We're not a Ring of I'm not covering Ring of Honor. But he does bring up that he loves Eddie Kingston. It kind of sounds like maybe Eddie Kingston was in the plans. Mark Briscoe was in the plans. Basically, injuries. Eddie Kingston wanting to do G1 and Mark Briscoe's injuries. It's all like domino effects. And he's basically had to rework this Ring of Honor card. And I'm always going to take things as little shots of Dave Meltzer. Maybe <laughs> I'm just too Dave-pilled. But... He says, I know people just want me to, quote-unquote, start announcing stuff. Which, that's a big Meltzer bugaboo. Why isn't he telling us what's next? I need to know the card. And he says, you know, but I can't. You know, there's injuries. I'm working through it. I'm trying to see what I've got available. There's TV partner. You know, I can't just announce things. It has to go through a system where it has to, like, I need to know myself what's going on or who's available. Um, he doesn't want to announce things and then backtrack it and go, actually, never mind. Uh, he sounded slightly, slightly, slightly irritated because Mark Briscoe had done a lot of pre-taped stuff 
and then Mark kind of uh, revealed, oh, I'm, I'm pretty hurt, actually. I've been no selling it. And, you know, Tony gladly said, okay, let's take care of it. Uh, but outside of that, you know, Tony was saying, it's a smile on my face. I'll, I'll always help Mark Briscoe and, and Eddie Kingston. So there you go. Somebody asked about the fatal, uh, they say, the fatal four-way for the tag titles on the Ring of Honor show. And Tony jumps in and goes, hey, fatal four-way is a WWE term. It's just a four-way. And uh, he, uh, I want to know then why was this, they recently had a match not that long ago where they called it a fatal four-way. So... He must uh, that that must have slipped through quality control. Uh, I wrote down Eddie. Good for him. I don't know why. I don't know if Tony Khan said something. He started talking about Eddie Kingston. He's very happy with Eddie. Um, oh, I think he was saying that the New Japan stuff would be good for him, and he's excited. Like he's kind of going, this New Japan stuff with Eddie is going to bleed into aid. It's going to. It's all going to be a stew. <laughs> and uh, he did call the. AEW, Ring of Honor, and New Japan Pro Wrestling and Wrestling Ecosystem. He's very much seeing it as like this world where it's all going to be, they're helping each other, it's all connected. Fair enough. Uh, Brandon Thurston's on the line. See, Dave, that's a real journalist right there. <laughs> yeah, Brandon. I love that guy. WrestleNomics, baby. That's where I get the rating stuff. I love it. Uh, he wants to know if there's going to be... He talks about the collision ratings have come out, and was, and with the Battle of Belts, the three hours, it did pretty good. And so is there talk about a third hour of Dynamite? Would WBD want that? And Tony says, ah, you know, who knows? Maybe. Eh, worth thinking about. Doesn't really say one way or the other, which that scares me. I don't personally want three hours of Dynamite, but... Money's money. You know, they're always going to take the bag, I imagine. Uh, he does say, looking at how Battle of Belts did, which we'll get into with ratings, baby. He does he says, uh, expect to see Battle of Belts after collision, pretty much from here on out. Okay. Look, I sound like Meltzer with my notes. But I love Dave Meltzer. I think someone needs to help him. I think so a friend of his needs to stop him on Twitter. I don't know if maybe his friends have reached out. I think he's got, he's. I think he's addicted to. I don't know. I don't know how. Just being online, uh, engaging with people who shouldn't be engaged with. Uh, I think Dave has a. You know, he's very particular, and he has things that he needs to be, and things need to be accurate, and things need to be right, and it bothers him when people are being disingenuous or being uh, incorrect, inaccurate, and he needs to address it, no matter if it's just somebody with two followers that only tweets about anime <laughs> outside of, like, crawling into his replies. Uh, he uh, gets asked, are the rules for pay-per-view different than the rules bringing up that band list of moves and things you could do? Uh, is it different for pay-per-view versus tv and he's like well i do like to go hard on pay-per-views but he says it just depends to the person really you know let's talk about band this or band that he's like basically he said uh he said uh 
you know, if Kenny Omega wants to do something, Kenny Omega is going to get to do it. If somebody, some kid, he says, a kid on dark, quote unquote, comes up to him and it says, says I want to get dropped on my head, he's going to say, uh, no. Uh, he gets asked, is uh, Julia, I I'm saying this right, from New Japan, is she going to get a rematch on AEW television against Willow? And he kind of says, probably, maybe. He's leaning towards yes. Or he at least says he'd like to see that. Or is Willow going to get a rematch? Yeah, for the title against Julia. But is it going to be on AEW television? That was the question, yes. Uh, he also said he wants to see the uh, Athena stuff play out, which happens this weekend. Uh, he's asked about roster movement between Ring of Honor and AEW. And he says what you everyone should know by that now. He likes to cycle people, and he just kind of takes it case by case. Maybe someone's better off doing Ring of Honor stuff. Maybe they, if there's a spot open in AEW and he thinks it's worth trying, he'll he'll move them to AEW. He's, there's no hard and fast like feeder system, farm system. Uh, he's asked about kind of just talk about all in and Wembley just give us your thoughts and it wouldn't be a Tony Khan media call without him dropping business metrics yeah baby I wish I had to like by any given business metrics Tony Khan says we you know it went the all-in show is gonna be huge and then he, he gets a little spicy and he's Dave would if he was Dave was online he'd be like uh and well, actually, Tony, you're kind of being a little bit because Tony Khan calls AEW the number one wrestling company in the UK, and what he's going off of is that they have the better out, they have the better reach, and they have the better ratings. Really, you know, WWE all over the world has, you know, that 50 year, 70 year head start. You know, more people are aware of WWE than AEW, but. Due to ratings and this show, he's going, well, we're the number one wrestling company in the UK. And then he talks about how important London is to him with the Fulham team and all that. But then he goes a little step farther where I want to tell him, pump the brakes. Dear Tony, pump the brakes. He goes, London is also an important city to everyone in the world. It's not important to me. That's just me. I'm just a guy in the Midwest. Uh he says massive stories are coming. The 200th episode of Dynamite's coming up. He kept kind of going to that, saying that's going to be big. Uh, he says he's the most excited about wrestling in AEW than he has been in two years, which if you go back two years, is that when is that Hangman Kenny Omega story kind of coming, finishing? I feel like that. I don't know. I could be off on my timeline, but I was trying to think what happened. AW's four years old. So what happened at the midway point where he was like, yes. Or maybe that was coming out of the pandemic, probably. And so he was just, let's go. He's pulling triggers on some stuff he'd been sitting on. So I remember that being brutal during the pandemic where Tony's going. He had all this stuff, and then he had to just kind of put things on a slow burn until eventually he was like, I don't know when this is ending. I might need to start doing some stuff that I wanted to hold off. Uh and he says that he's being honest about that, about being this never been more excited. 
in the last two years than right now. And looking forward to Wembley and All Out in Chicago and the 200th episode. And John Pollock is the last question. And he asked about Brian Danielson. And uh, Tony Gunn says it was worse than we thought. Yeah, but he doesn't have a timeline. And uh, Brian Danielson, I think, then tweeted out yesterday, I've got a rod in my arm. I've got pins in my arm. That was a couple weeks ago. I'm on the road to recovery, you know. See you, see you whenever I see you. And that was it. Uh, let's get into ratings. <laughs> ratings. Exciting. If you're not into ratings, I don't know. Fast forward. Uh, collision. Uh, did a little bit better than usual. I'm not going to go into overall viewership because, like I said with Dynamite, it's all about the same. It's all it's going to do about the same. The only interesting, I think, overall viewership is Rampage because it just keeps dropping. So that's kind of interesting to me. Uh, the the big quarter hour uh, was uh, Punk and Ricky Starks. So tip of the cap to Punk. Um. Not giving it to Ricky. I do not believe it was due to Ricky. Uh, you know the FTR uh, Bull Club Gold match that uh, that like any match like that, an Iron Man match or uh, two out of three falls. It's going to build as it goes. It dipped a little bit in the middle, but then it it it, it ended up high. You know, it kept going. It started off and then it kind of kept going. So there you go. It was though the lowest. Like, in the middle of that, people kind of checked out. Uh, probably during a lot of, like, commercials or something. I don't know. I, I, I'd have to go back and look at WrestleNomics. Uh, the Battle of Belts was the third highest Battle of Belt. And I thought it was, that's pretty good, considering it was on a Saturday at, at 10 o'clock. Uh, as opposed to 8, which the first one was, of course, is the highest rated at 704,000. And then the second one was the second highest, and that was a Saturday at 8. And there you go. Uh, Rampage. Eh, you know, it was down. SmackDown was down. Uh, there you go. Rampage is Rampage. Uh, we'll see how this Rampage Royal does. I'm curious what happens with Rampage. What's the, what's the basement there on that? Okay, so let's get into it. Blood and guts. It was, I'd say, a split personality show. I was excited for it, uh, as as far as blood and guts. Uh, you know, I was thinking about Jungle Boy. What's his music? He's gonna come out to. You know, because he'd said that the Tarzan was over. Uh, you know, is this gonna be the first blood and guts where they uh, don't have production issues and uh, camera issues? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, so the show starts off with Jungle Boy, and it's a uh, you know first they play his music, and then they cut to a video, and he's burying himself. He's dragging his Jungle Boy booties out to uh, the middle of the desert, and he's burying himself. And then Jungle Boy comes out in his new uh, leather pants. <laughs> And to Beethoven's Fifth, 
And for a minute, when it first started, da, 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 I thought it was maybe the Saturday Night Fever disco remix version. And I went, ah, okay. And it was just Beethoven's Fifth. I went, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. Uh, but it wasn't uh, orchestra, classical music there. So we'll see. I don't know if it'll grow on me or not. Uh, I was fine with it. Uh, I think it should be a little bit sleazier, a little bit more rock and roll. I think Flat Out Jungle Boy should just adopt Pilled Out Shawn Michaels, uh, that kind of obnoxious, gum-chomping, 5 o'clock shadow, uh, just prancing around the ring, kind of half there, half out. But then he's like wowing you with his in-ring ability. But then outside of it, you're just like, God, this guy's such an ass. That's what I think they should do with Jungle Boy. I like I've, I'm on record. I want my uh, my bad guys to be uh, jerk offs. Uh, hey hey hey! Speaking so speaking of jerk, bad segue. I was talking about how Dave Meltzer, uh, in a, was it prior episode? I can't remember what episode it was, but you know his obsession with too many guys, too many titles. He counts the FTW title, and they said flat out on commentary, it's an outlaw title. It is not recognized by AEW, so it's just like a storyline prop. So stop saying the FTW title, Dave. All right? Dear Dave. Uh, you know, it was a good good little match. Um, I liked that smile, Jack Perry smiling as he pinned uh uh, hook at the end there and I liked his bowing at the end it was all good you know it was a big match for him and I think he got he got heat a dom heat dom level heat as Meltzer and Alvarez would say this is sound, starting to sound like a Jim Cornette podcast uh, I just I, I, I Dave and Brian I enjoy them I do uh, we'll see you got Alex Marvez, who they call Scoops later. Uh, he says, my sources. Ugh. And he's, he's, their sources said that Jericho and Callis would be having lunch. And he's like kind of filming them. Then they see him filming him. And he's like, he's, you can't even, you can't hear what they're saying. They're showing pictures of each other to each other, I guess, on their phone. They're reminiscing or something. You can't really tell. And Alex Marvez is going, oh, this is good. This is good. And it's like, okay. So then they see him and they they, they shoo him away. Uh, we and now we head into what was straight up an NXT bit. Uh, it was uh, and look, I liked dinner debonair. I'm fine with like remotes and vignettes. I'm fine with it. I, I sometimes I even enjoy them if they, the the people are good and MJF is good. Uh, maybe it's my coal displeasure these days and thinking he's being presented as a huge dork i don't know but he uh i'm who am i to argue we went over the ratings and it's popping ratings and the crowds are going nuts and on reddit if you go on there it's every they love it they love it uh so we get mjf and cole and cole they're at kowloon's uh, which that's nice. I, I chuckled. 
uh, MJF doesn't like spicy food. It's just goofy shit. It was just the it's just the goofy NXT shit. They're make they're they're being dorks. They're it's bad comedy, you know. They they're drinking clearly. They're these are grown adults and they're clearly drinking alcoholic beverages and they're going, This water tastes funny. So now they're out they're accidentally drunk. <sighs> and then it ends with them double clotheslining the server okay so then Alex Marvis is back and he goes to uh, ask Jericho and Don Callis what's up and Jericho calls him he's a uh, fat headed idiot okay then we have the obligatory women's match Britt Baker comes out to squash Kayla Sparks the end that was it I don't. Okay. Uh, so now we get Adam Cole and MGF, and they cut a promo, and they're going back and forth, and uh, they're giving each other gifts, and they're being dorky. So then Roderick Strong comes out to booze. By the way, the crowd starts booing when he shows up. They've they've walked off, and Roderick Strong shows up. He's got his neck brace. And uh, he's like, Adam, Adam. And they're just, they, they ignored him. And he's just kind of, kind of like sad and annoyed that his friend, he's losing, he's possibly losing his friend, Adam Cole. And uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm really enjoying Roderick Strong's new gimmick of fucking loser. <laughs> he's just like, he, by the way, so then Renee's like, hey, Roderick, you know, are, are you all right? And, he goes, not now, Renee. Like, brother, you're the one who walked in front of live cameras <laughs> to and a woman holding a microphone. You you put yourself in that situation. So Daniel Garcia, Sammy Guevara versus Adam Cole and MJF. You know, Daniel Garcia is still getting the pop for the dancing. Jericho comes out to do commentary. Uh He's acting like a bad guy. He cuts off the music. They st- keep singing Judas. This was a very WWE crowd. They really were all. They were all in. You know, it's Boston. It's TD. I, I mean, sure, of course. I wasn't really surprised. I mean, there were. I mean, there were, people were aware of AEW and who's in AEW and all that. But the stuff that they really loved was, you know, MJF, Adam Cole, and. We'll get into other stuff that that occurred that was like, yep, this is a WWE crowd. Uh, he, uh, they keep, they're talking about the Daniel Garcia, Sammy Guevara miscommunication. It's not, they're not really playing it that hard, but the announce team keeps bringing it up and leading you to believe that they're going to turn on each other at some point. Um, There's a sign. They cut to a sign. They have a combined theme. That's the big reveal. Adam Cole and MJF have a combined theme. Okay. Uh, They cut to a sign that says, put MJF and Cole in Fortnite. Why? Why are we cutting to this? Why? 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 Stop it. 
I don't care about. I I came. I was going to live show in the, uh, live shows in the nineties. I hated this. I hate the signs then. I hate them now. I don't want. I don't want to see them. Uh, I don't want the camera to cut to them. Just keep it on the wrestlers, okay? Taz is still selling the Jack Perry thing because Jericho's needling him about the loss, and Taz does say, "I was born hot." And uh, then we get to Daniel Garcia is aggressively dancing. So I'm enjoying, I'm smiling, I'm nodding. I like this. Daniel Garcia is aggressively dancing at MJF. And then MJF says it's going to be a dance-off. And Adam Cole's dancing like a dork. And Sammy Guevara, of course, has no rhythm. Shocker. Uh Jeez, I did. Okay, well, I did chuckle when Daniel Garcia stuck his head between Sammy. I like anything that might irritate people. So maybe, <coughs> sorry, jokes on me. Uh, I wasn't irritated, but and like I said, dinner debonair. I'm a fan. Uh, Stadium Stampede. I'm a fan. Hold on, let me answer some work stuff coming through on the phone. Um, so <clears throat> back, uh, yeah, I, I just don't know this Adam, maybe it's cause Adam Cole NXT and it's just in my brain and it's just boing. <laughs> I'm, my hands are moving. I'm, I'm animated right now. Uh, uh, that I just can't, I don't know. I feel I MGF has a habit of. Everybody in his feuds, like that Four Pillars thing, Sammy G looked worse for it. The RB came off okay. Jungle Boy struggled. I said earlier when this feud was starting, I hope that either this gets Adam Cole somewhere in a heel place where I like him more. Personally, this is where I wanted to go. Or that it kind of reveals that, you know, MJF's just better and we move on from this idea of Adam Cole as like a world champion and we just kind of... Move on to the next thing. I liked Daniel Garcia dancing off the ref, getting the ref to back up with dancing. Uh, and uh, they win, and they do the double clothesline. The crowd was, I mean, look, it's going to do a good rating, I imagine, because it did the best quarter hour uh, last time they were on. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be on July 29th, I think it was, the collision. FTR versus MGF and Cole. Uh, Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara walk off. They blow off Jericho. I'm sure this is going to lead into uh, some point. Jericho addresses the Jericho appreciation, you know, town hall meeting, one of those gimmicks. Uh, and uh, by the way, Adam Cole wrestled in a shirt again, but so did MGF. I don't know if this is where he's moving. Did Adam Cole finally get gotten to about people commenting on his body? Or is it just being next to MJF who's he's he's allegedly gassed up? Uh that it's just like you're 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 heightening it more, especially when MJF is bringing it up. So FTR comes out and uh 
they have a stare a stare down a standoff and then they play the MGF Adam Cole music and Dax Hard- Harwood who would tell you he'll be the first to tell you he's never gotten to okay okay you can't get to him he actually thinks it's funny that you think he can be gotten to he isn't online at all he's not concerned with haters uh immediately starts barking into the camera hey tony hey tony we're the champions why don't you play our music and maybe he's working me he looked genuinely annoyed (laughs) and uh there you go they do a collision recap we cut to the best friends and uh chuck trent chris Statlander, and they're with darby uh i always darby adam Darby, uh, Darby Allen and uh, Nick Wayne, and uh, Darby says, "I I thought Darby was going to challenge for for Nick here, but no." He says, "Hey, can you give Ar Fox a title shot?" Uh, he asks OC, "Oh yeah, Orange Cassidy's there." He asks OC that, and OC says, uh, "Sure," and I'm like, "Great, great, all right." Uh, they have a shark week and they're, uh, promoting shark week on dynamite. This whole thing reminded me of, there was a period where Dave Meltzer was very doom and gloom about is WBD going to give, uh, AEW any more money. And he's just going, I don't know. And during this entire period, they keep just putting like house of dragons. There's, Whatever show they're the next big show they want to promote, they're putting it on dynamite. The show's t- getting taken over. Uh, and, uh, you know, it'd be like Ryan Hours would be like, you know, I read that, you know, they're, they're not making this movie. And, uh, da, 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 and then that somehow extrapolates to, you know, they're not going to give aid. And it's just been, it was proven wrong time in and time out. And I just didn't know where Dave kept kind of rubbing his chin going, I don't know. Oh, man, I don't know. It's like they're t- completely separate from the movie. I, I think a lot of people just have, they've been burned. They have PTSD from WCW and all the things involved with that. And uh, they need to breathe. And they need to realize that not everything is, uh, what would you call it, parallel or one-to-one. Uh, so we, we're told that the winner of the, and Darby's in this as well. Darby's going to be, uh, in the, uh, Royal Rampage, which then I remembered. I couldn't remember when they were talking about it last time in that episode, what the hell they were talking about. It's when they do the rumble and the, uh, two, uh, blood and guts, uh, rings on rampage to do rumble with the two rings. That's the Royal Rampage. Um, feel like they should call it something else. Just I know Battle Royal, but it's just I don't know. I just want to stay away from any WWE stuff. I don't know what you call it, but uh, there you go. Royal Rampage, the second one. I didn't see Scorpio in there, so yay. Hopefully, the Scorpio Luchasaurus thing is just like a TV thing. But the winner of the Royal Rampage is going to face the uh, TNT champion, whoever that is, at All Out So in Chicago. Meltzer rejoices. He's got one match for the two shows. 
So now here we go. Blood and Guts. It's Claudio and Kenny. They're doing a thing that I didn't like where they were coming out separately. I felt like they should all... I'm a big proponent of come out as a group, have matching gear, or some kind of theme. And uh, we did not get that. Uh, Claudio and Wheeler had uh, uh, similar gear, matching gear, because they're kind of a tag team. But outside of that, uh, I guess I guess the elite did. They didn't have like a golden elite. They had like a purple and white uh, look. That's what everybody outside of Kenny. I think Kenny and they can't. I can't even remember what he wore, but uh, but no, they're coming out individually. Um, the crowd starts chanting, "Use this ring," because they wanted to use the other ring. Oh god, it just. Crowds that make the show about themselves or they get too cute by half. Just move it along. Just watch the fucking show. <laughs> That's what uh, you know, and then so then they do the countdown to the next uh, person to come down. And there's not all of them, but you could hear that there were some people in the crowd going, you know, the countdown. They do the Royal Rumble thing that they, those crowds do when they get down to the stop stop it's hangman and when i saw i was like oh white and purple gear i was like dark order gear but that's just what they want i was expecting gold and white gear gold and black gear but didn't happen and i thought well white they're gonna bleed i suppose surprisingly not a lot of blood i think we all know who bled in this match uh so, Hangman comes out. Mox comes out. Before Mox, I, before Mox came out, I didn't know who was coming out next. But I was thinking, I was like, is Mox right now in the back, just like rubbing his the tip that razor tip? He's rubbing it. And he's just whispering to it. You will be t- tasting sweet nectar soon enough. Oh, he's just licking his lips. He's just he's ready. And he sure enough, he comes out, and then he starts putting a fork. And I think it was Kenny. Kenny's head, and uh, or it was him, whoever it was. It was Kenny because then Kenny goes to put his fingers in and Mox's mouth, and Mox starts up, or he's putting his like hand up, and Mox starts biting his fingers, and you see the tip, the razor tip, fall out of his mouth. Uh, and I went, uh oh, yeah, better grab that. You know that Mox, that's he he needs it. He needs to bleed. Uh, I did like when Mox was coming out. You know, they have the security guys in the yellow polo standing in the crowd as he's making his way through the crowd. And there was one guy, I guess a fan, because he was cheering. He's, he's one guy going, Yahoo! Arms in the air. Yahoo! Mox! Uh, Mox brings out glass. Meltzer hates glass. I can see him shaking his head. He hates glass. I don't know if this was... I'm thinking this was fake glass. I mean, I assume it's all kind of worked to various levels but it just didn't seem to do too much to anybody which is good it's fine i'm just you know people shaking their head going oh my god glass and it's like eh, it's these guys are professionals they know what they're doing <laughs> it's all right it's gonna be fine uh nick jackson comes out and has a great sequence uh i'm i'm seeing uh, all these guys getting attacked with a fork in the forehead and i'm going okay so where's the blood nobody's bleeding I'm like, all right, 
Well, fair enough. I don't need blood, but I just assume if somebody gets stabbed in the head with a fork, they're going to be spurting. Uh, poor Yuda comes out, and his entrance gets put in picture-in-picture. And when we come back, uh, Matt Jackson's coming out. Uh, Mox is bleeding. Nick Jackson's bleeding. Uh, Claudio has Matt Jackson's vest on now. Uh, Takeshita comes out, and now a bed of nails comes out, and Omega takes it twice. And I think the worst of it is when he, t- he took it in the corner, and then the, it kind of felt you know, he goes to sell and then it kind of falls down on him unexpectedly and it kind of nips him in the shoulder and he looked genuinely irritated at that like singular poke in the shoulder by it as it kind of fell down on him. Uh, and then Koto Ibushi uh, comes out and he's not looking so good. I went, Ooh, he's not looking like the shredded Koto I remember. And I'd watched, I watched him in GCW and I didn't think much of it. I went, oh, he hasn't wrestled in a while. And I don't think he's wrestled since then. And it showed. I was thinking about a guy at work who uh, watches AEW as well. And uh, I don't. he's never seen Koto Ibushi. And I'm thinking, if you watched it last night, he was going, what in the hell? Who's this guy? Who gives a shit? It's just, nothing was connecting. It wasn't very... He didn't really even get any like shine spots, like sequences, not too many, not that I can recall. I was expecting a lot of like, let's run back, the, you know, bucks, and we got some, but I just was expecting more with the amount of like Koto Bushi's in AEW. They did get a great shot of uh, Mox, and he's holding Kenny's hand down on the bed of nails, and he's bleeding buckets, and he's flipping off Koda as Koda makes his way into the ring. That was a great shot. Immediately followed by a naughty production. Naughty. In that they uh, finally, you know, they fight through everything. And Omega and, and, and Obushi are about to embrace after four and a half years. They go to grab each other's head and put their heads together. You know, Kenny's bleeding. And... Production cuts away to look at Wheeler, Yuta, and Matt Jackson crawling around on the floor. Cool. Thank you. That's, man, AW production, I swear. Is it, it, this thing of cutting away. Stop cutting away. Stop getting antsy in the booth, in the truck, wherever you're at. <laughs> stop. Just stop saying numbers. Just hold. Breathe. Let things breathe, for God's sakes. Uh, so, was irritated. They go in picture in picture, and Nick Jackson has grabbed a fan's hat at ringside, some goofy, you know, novelty cowboy hat or like a rooster hat or something. And that, you know, recalls that, you know, the when he grabbed somebody's popcorn and poured it on his head and was like eating it. Look, the young bucks are the young bucks. Either love them or you hate them. <laughs> I enjoy them. And I was thinking to myself, man, the young bucks are in a war games, essentially. Do I want to see them punch and kick? Do I want to see them like act like Arn Anderson? Not really. I want to see them be the young bucks. And uh, I enjoy like, yes, this is the young bucks in blood and guts. 
and you know they're they're going to grab somebody's hat and wear it as they pummel somebody. Um, it is I'm like, do you just then? Wouldn't that be boring though? I, we, okay, we're gonna have a war game, the blood and guts. We have to put in teams that aren't like you can't have high flyers. You have to only have punch and kick guys, brawlers. Then it's just it's gonna be the same match all the time. I don't know. I just. I was kind of intrigued by it. I was like, oh, Kenny Omega in this, you know, the, the Young Bucks in this. I, I think a lot of people had wanted to see the Elite in a Blood and Guts match at some point. Uh, you know, I you know, was it the greatest Blood and Guts match? No, I can't. I, I kind of did. Like, there was problems last year with the last one, too, with Eddie Kingston one. But I, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good one. Uh uh, Wheeler climbs out of the cage. Like people kept getting out of the cage. I'm going, why are they? they okay, I guess he left the door open for this guy to get in. I'm always confused as to why guys are getting up there. But he climbs up, and then during this, Excalibur gives uh, a read for the Red Cross, and that pretty much pops everybody on the booth, and uh, they all compliment him as he acknowledges, yes, during Blood and Guts. With Moxley bleeding everywhere, I am doing an ad read for the Red Cross. Uh, Matt's glad. Matt Jackson's glad that Wheeler Yuta climbed up because you know what? He had a bag of thumbtacks up there, and he pours them down through the cage. And uh, I think I can't even remember who's it. Claudio and Pac take it. They get backdropped onto uh, the thumbtacks. I enjoyed uh, Takeshita. He's in the corner kind of watching this, kind of recovering. But then when that happens, he kind of goes, makes this face like, what? He can't believe that just happened. Then, so, okay. We've had a bed of nails. We've got thumbtacks. We've had glass. We've had chairs. You know, they had cut away from, like, Nick Jacks. Like, Nick Jackson is about to be put through. A t- I forget. Somebody's getting put through a chair, and they cut away again. Like, uh, wait for impact AEW production. Dear Tony, fix it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, but this crowd, this is the WWE thing, and I can't stand it. We want tables chant. It's the dumbest chant. I hate this chant. So they chant, we want tables. And Nick Jackson brings out a table. And then somebody goes through a table. This is okay. Somebody, oh, it was Pac foot stomps Hangman, I believe, through a table. And after all this, the table break gets a holy shit chant, an AEW chant, and then the fight forever chant. <sighs> At this point, my wife kind of, I think she looks up. And sees what I'm watching. She sees Mox's face and just says, gross. Coda's looking winded. Coda's not looking good. He's looking out of shape for him. And he's looking winded. And I just wrote, is Kota Bushi okay? Then Moxley kisses the camera. Bloody kiss to the camera. And uh, at this point, Shanae's people are getting in each other's faces and Pac quits. <laughs> He gets bolt cutters from from under the ring and just lets himself out. Hey, dear Tony, there should not be bolt cutters that allow people to get out of the cage. 
Who's doing quality control with the blood and guts? Why are there bolt cutters? Then people can get out. They're supposed to be locked in. Come on, Tony. Uh, Don Callis sees where this is going. He pulls to uh, Takeshita. And uh, Mox gets cuffed. Uh, Matt has a shoe. The announcers don't know what's going on. Which, again, production. Uh, they don't know what's going on. They're like, oh, he has a shoe. What's going on with his shoe? He's got a black shoe on now. And what is it's got th- it's got nails on it or you know yeah it's got nails on it I think and he's kicking people and he uh, Mox looks defeated they get a chain they wrap it around Yuda and again I guess I I thought Yuda submitted but I guess the I was so kind of like jotting down notes and stuff apparently Mox surrendered on behalf of Yuda, since they were, uh, I guess, killing Yuda with what the chain and choking him and he was bleeding out and getting, you know, kicked in the head with the nail shoe. And so I guess Mox surrendered, which didn't come across at all. They're confused. Production, get it together. My God, work it out. Do something. Have a meeting. Where's this organization Tony was talking about? Let's go. It's four years now. Let's get these wrinkles out. I read, was reading about people saying some people said they couldn't hear the crowd. I could hear the crowd. Sometimes they sounded a little muted. What is going on? What in the world is going on? Good show, by the way. And half of me didn't mind the MGF Cole stuff because I knew I was going to get a bloodbath later. So eh, it kind of plays to the AW. A little bit of everything for everybody. You know, fine. Let's do some NXT bullshit. You're going to get the bloody match that you're not going to see anywhere else, at least on a national level. So there you go. You got both. You had you made the NXT fans happy. Boy, those people. That Dom rating for that Dom match on NXT. These people are freaks, okay? They're mutants. Get a grip. Uh, other than that, that was Dynamite. Blood and Guts. Uh, they ran through the card at some point uh, for you know some upcoming matches, and uh, I can't remember any of them right now. The next thing I'm going to probably do is a Reddit uh, thing, and uh, I'll try to put that out here soon. I'm going to try to get the wife thing going with the match. I think we're going to do – I asked for some suggestions, and uh, I got uh, Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle, the king of the ring. And uh, sure, why not? Uh, uh, gonna probably gonna be random matches, no rhyme or reason. Who knows what's gonna happen with this? I, she's not gonna become a fan. That much I know. Uh, so yeah. Uh, hey, appreciate everybody that's listened. Uh, and uh, I never know how to end these things, so it just kind of trails off. Uh, rate, review, right? Don't they say that? Rate, review, follow, subscribe, all that. Check out Workers Club podcast. Uh, watch things you like. Read things you like. Uh, it's like Phil Donahue now. Be nice to one another. Or is that Jerry Springer? Did they both say that? I think they both did. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've watched either. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was dynamite. I'm looking forward to... Uh, I don't think I'm at Tony Khan's level. This isn't the most excited I've been about AEW. That was probably the hangman. Uh, look, I'm a hanger. I'm a hangman. I'm a cowboy. Uh, I was excited for that stuff. 
yeah. Well, see you Friday, maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday. Rampage, collision. Uh, yeah. Bye.